Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome to Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell joined by Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union. Good morning, Jenna. Morning, Andy. So last week we talked about opportunity costs. Yes. That was really interesting. Good topic. It is. It is a good topic. It's a one um, I think we could probably dig even deeper into one day. Sure. <laughs> it's you don't really think of it being a part of the basics, one of the fundamental building blocks of making good money moves, but it really is. Oh, absolutely. It's all about choices and decision making. So, what are we going to do today on the show? Yeah. So today we're talking about a very important topic, um, and that is how to identify a scam and keep yourself safe from them. Um, So we've covered this topic um, in similar kind of ways, um, specifically around identity theft um, in previous episodes. So back in episode 21, 22, and then um, we talked about it again recently in episode 41 when we talked about COVID-specific scams that were popping up. Um, but I wanted to bring this topic back up today specifically because it really is just so important to know how these things work to keep yourself safe and, and to keep your money safe, right? I mean, earlier this month and throughout this past week, our own community has been pretty heavily targeted by a somewhat sophisticated phishing scam um, that's been being carried out through phone calls and text messages. Um, some of our very own members have reported, you know, getting these calls and text messages to us. Um, so, it, it happens here. It happens to people you know all the time. And across the United States in 2020 alone, um, almost $20 billion, so $19.7 billion was lost to phone scams. That's a lot of money, which, <laughs> which is an increase of $9.2 billion from the previous year, so 2019. Well, almost so doubled. It's increasing, right? Which is kind of weird when you think about it because you think, oh, phone scams, those are such old things, but they're not. Um, they work, which is why people keep using them to scam other people. <laughs> um, so in the U.S., one in 10 adults will fall victim to a scam or fraud every year. One in 10. That's a frightening statistic. It's a, so it, it, it is so, it, it's, it happens a lot more frequently than you think. And you are just as likely to fall victim to one as the person sitting next to you in a lot of cases if you are not armed with the right information. So I, I came across this um, recent study by the Better Business Bureau, FINRA, and the Stanford Center for Longevity that they did a co-study that they did. So this revealed that around 53% of all people that scammers approach will engage with them, while only 47% immediately became suspicious and ignored the approach. So this is telling you that the majority of people at least begin to engage with the scammers. They may, that doesn't necessarily mean that they go all the way through and fall for the scam at the end of the day, but they begin to engage. They answer the phone call. They start talking to the scammer. They reply to an email. They click a link. Like, there's a reason scammers keep scamming. It's because it works. People engage with it. So, in other words, the hook is set 53% of the time. Exactly. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, 
averages, if you ask me. That's pretty scary is what that is. Yeah, it is. Um, And according to another study that was um, released by AARP, about half of all mobile phone calls people receive are fraudulent (laughs) in nature. I would say it's more than that. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's pretty conservative. Um, Half, because I think that's the only calls I get are from fraud people these days. (laughs) I've already three today already. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've started. I've, well, we'll get into how to kind of help solve some of that later in the show. But um, but you said it. These are very scary statistics. And what's even scarier is, you know, some of the ones I've shared, it means more and more people are being taken advantage of and losing money. And many times it's just because they lack education on scams, um, how phone scams work and what to do if you're kind of caught up in a scam. Right. So which is exactly why we're going to be talking about it today, specifically um, kind of focusing on phishing scams via phone. Okay. So let's start with reviewing some of the common scams that are out there. Yeah. Um, So there are definitely several kind of common types of phone scams out there. Um, And they have evolved as technology evolves, right? So today phone scams can be um, via started through a phone call from a real person or a robo call or in this case even a text message would be a phone scam at this point um and it can also include a combination of these things uh so regardless of the name of the scam at the end of the day all of these scams are really attempting to do kind of one of two things so one they're trying to obtain your sensitive personal information such as your online banking credentials your social security number or even in some cases your credit card information Um, and then secondly they are trying to get you to send them money directly So sometimes using a personal payment system like Venmo or Cash App are really common ones. Um, Or sometimes even through requesting your debit or credit card information or having you initiate a wire transfer to them. So gift cards, reading off the numbers. Yeah, yep, is another one, a really really big one. Um, Right, and they use gift cards and things like that because they're a lot harder to trace. So... But and we'll get into that more in, later on in the show as well. Okay. So, um, <laughs> um, but you know, so phone scams that people kind of most often encounter, according to the FTC, are known as imposter scams. So we're gonna, I'm gonna kind of walk through some of the the most common imposter scams um, right. because this is, and remember, this is just one facet of phone scams that we're digging into that it goes so deep. We could do so many shows on this topic, and we would still not cover everything. So, um, so the imposter scams, right? So these are essentially when a scammer is pretending to be someone you trust, and they will use that trust to get money from you or to trick you into giving up your personal information, right? So one really common example of this is that they will impersonate a government agency like the Social Security Administration or the IRS, right? Um, A lot of times these ones will come in the form of like a robocall telling you that you owe money to the IRS and you need to call this number back immediately to resolve this situation. Or you're going to go to jail. Yeah, or you're going to go to jail, right? And then you call the number back because you're freaking out and then they immediately asked to identify you with your name, date of birth, and social security number. Red flag right there. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and then that oftentimes that request is then followed up with how getting you to send them money right somehow to resolve this situation to avoid you know some further catastrophe right um so another scam that is really common um is when the scam artist kind of contacts the grandparent of someone and tells them that their grandchild is in trouble and they need their help fast. Sometimes they even go as far as to pretending to be the grandchild themselves in certain situations. Um, So some really common kind of ploys they use here is that the grandchild is in jail and they need bail money or that their car has broken down or they've been in a serious accident and are in need of serious medical attention so they can't come to the phone right I'm in, so i'm in mexico and i can't get home yep all kinds of stuff um so the caller will often have some level of personal information about the person they're impersonating or talking about which makes their claim that much more credible and they tend to find this information on social media which is why it's really important to really lock down your social media accounts and keep them as private as you can and don't answer those surveys oh my goodness yes <laughs> yes um and then of course you know the the grandparent doesn't want their child to be left stranded so they'll pay the money right by giving out credit card or debit card information over the phone or because they want that immediate yep money right so which that one is just kind of breaks my heart really more than any of the other i mean they all break my heart but this one really just like really praying it's evil uh, it, it, it is it is it's such it's really sad um so another really common scam is when the caller is pretending to be from your financial institution. Um, so the con artist is going to contact the victim claiming to be calling from the victim's bank about a problem with their account and it needs to be resolved quickly to avoid further charges or account closures. Um, and then to kind of further legitimize the call, the bank scams kind of even initiate contact via text message to alert you of like this suspicious activity happening on your account and then they'll follow it up with a phone call and this is the exact scam that we saw kind of going around the community recently that's pretty Um, sophisticated because that is what some of the credit card companies do Mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely so they are they're using processes that are in place but not quite perfectly so there are tells to these things that you can pick up on um and we'll kind of talk about that down the road here um but really once they have you on the phone they're going to ask you to provide your login online banking credentials to confirm your identity Mm. and might even send you a verification code which if your financial institution uses what's called two-factor authentication is actually a verification code to make sure that you are the person accessing your online banking and but they don't tell you that that's the code that they're sending you so they get very tricky with this and they and and they even come across as very helpful and friendly sometimes so you you, your guard is down right um so in some cases, they've even been known to request that you send them money through a payment app to resolve issues that are going on with your account, like immediately. Like they're always, it's always like an immediate thing. You have to do it now to avoid something terrible happening, right? Yeah. That sense of urgency. Um, so in some requests reports too scammers have even um to kind of take this payment app scam a little bit further they'll they'll 
pretend that they're helping you set up this account, this payment app account through your financial institution. Um, and they'll send you a, a re- transaction re- request to confirm that your account is set up appropriately. But really, it's not a test transaction. It's a real transaction. And then you authorize it. And now you're on the hook for whatever money you just authorized, even though you thought it was a test transaction. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So they, as technology advances, so are the, the scammers are going to advance, too. So it's just about being very vigilant um, and knowing what's going on at all times. <laughs> Stay on top of it and also be aware that you're going to get a ton of emails that look like the real thing, too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They want um, you to log on to your accounts. Yes. Yeah. You you can never, ever be too careful with stuff like this. Um, just never give anybody information. That's what I'm, my blanket answer That's to it. all of this. Stay Don't. safe. Yeah. Um, okay. And so scammers, they've also been known to kind of impersonate well-known organizations like Netflix, Microsoft, Facebook, Google, to try to trick you into sharing your information and sending money that way. Um, they might even impersonate law enforcement agencies, your utility company, debt collectors. Right? This list really just on goes on and on. And yeah. Any... any Buddy that they can impersonate that they think that will either elicit fear in you, like the IRS, or someone you know and trust, like a loved one. They're going to impersonate them and come up with a scam to try to get money out of you. All right. A really important topic today, yeah. scams and how to avoid falling victim to them. It's uh, Good Money Moves with Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. We'll be back in just a moment on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. You ask for it and the bakers at Village Hearth del- And Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. On Rochester's News Talk, 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell, News Talk, 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM with Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union. We're talking scam, scammers today. And uh, they get better and better at it. And there's so many different ways to come at it. It's disheartening to think how much effort someone goes into to scam another person. Yeah. And I know I would like to think I would never fall victim to something like this, but when you talk about it, it seems so obvious when you're discussing it. But I guess so why do people fall for these scams? Yeah, so that's a that's a great question. So scams are and en- literally engineered to make you react to them in a certain way. Right? So first, um many of them use authority figures to gain kind of this instant credibility. Um, So the person on the other end of the phone or email in a lot of cases might say that they are a police officer or someone from your bank or a government official, a prince, a representative from another country, right? Um, So this technique works because people have been kind of Uh, an inherent tendency to comply with requests from authority figures, right? Sure. (laughs) It's something that's been encouraged by all of society from a very, very early age, right? Mm -hmm. Listen to the people in charge. And if if you believe someone's in charge, you're going to sit up and listen to them. Um, But they also kind of tend to 
exploit a lot of common social norms and rules at the same time, right? So humans tend to feel really obligated to help an individual in need. So we find it difficult to say no to like polite requests. So like a lot of times in that, you'd think back to that grandparent scam or, you know, that's someone needing help. Um, And this is why, you know, often scammers are also going to use very friendly and helpful tones when they're talking to you because it it really causes you to put your guard down and believe what they're telling you because they're just trying to help you out. (laughs) Even though they're not. They're They're trying to help you out of your money. That's what they're trying to do. Um, It's diabolical is what it it is. is. It is. Um, And then also, you know, all scams are, are really designed to elicit some kind of emotional response, right? So this is, it might be a positive emotion, such as excitement at winning money or hope at the prospect of an online romance, right? Um, Or on the other side, it might be a negative emotion like fear, anxiety, or panic about fraudulent activity identified on your bank account or owing money to the IRS, right? So they elicit these really strong emotions out of you. Yeah. Um, And then lastly, they really are good at instilling that sense of urgency in you by imposing a time limit on your response to what they're telling you, which increases the likelihood that people are going to feel pressured to decide then and there in that moment. Um, So all of these factors together, right, you kind of put them all together. This is what really allows scammers to influence the cognitive processes that people use when they're making decisions. They are messing with your head. They are. Um, They really encourage you to kind of uh, use these mental shortcuts so that they, that you make decisions quickly and without thinking, um, then you end up making a lot of choices on emotional responses and social cues rather than systematically considering the authenticity of the situation that's being presented to you in that moment. Wow. You're talking about, you, you used the term engineered. That's exactly yes, what it is. They, it's social engineering. At now I know where all the psychology majors went. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Okay. With that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I suspect Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union will have some tips on how we can avoid being scammed or falling victims to a scam. Absolutely. When we continue with Good Money Moves here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Beach combing, baking cookies, learning French. And Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back. It's Good Money Moves. News Talk 1340, KROC, AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell with Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union. Scams and how to avoid them. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to focus on now, right? How we can not be tricked. Yes. Yeah. And there is actually a lot of different things that you can do to better protect yourself from all kinds of scams, including a lot of the phone scams that we've talked about today. Um, So the very first thing I would tell everyone to do, if you have not done this already, is register your phone number with the National Do Not Call Registry. Um, You can do this online at donotcall.gov. It's super easy to do. I did it um, 
before this show just to see how easy it was, right? So you quickly enter your phone number and your email address. They send you a follow-up email to confirm that you did want your phone number added to the list. It's very easy. It took me like two seconds to do it. Unfortunately, Um, though, the hardcore criminals will ignore it. They will, but I'm getting to that, right? So if you're, <laughs> if you still are receiving telemarketing, quote unquote, telemarketing calls after registering, it can take up to 31 days to get your number officially added and removed off people's call lists. So you, it might take a little time, but after that time, if you're still receiving these telemarketing calls, there's a almost a hundred percent chance that any telemarketing type calls you're getting are scams. So you can ignore so them. You can ignore them. Get rid. You don't have to worry about them. Um, so you can also uh, consider using, there's um, different, you know, apps and things for your devices that can kind of screen your calls for you and weed out a lot of spam and scam calls. I know that um, with certain iOS updates, you, you'll start to see, um, depending on your phone provider, um, some of them flag them as spam calls before you even answer, like probably a spam call is what it'll say on there. So you mm-hmm. can kind of forget don't even bother with those. Um, but you can uh, also just let unknown calls go to voicemail. That's just what I do. Screen your calls. That's what I do. If I, if I don't see a number I recognize, I do not answer it. If it's important, they'll leave a message. Yeah. Um, and you can hang up on people that you don't have to if you don't feel calm this is i this is goes back to that social norms thing that we were talking about right. like so many people are programmed to like if you pick up the phone it's rude to just hang up the phone on someone right you you're supposed to have that conversation and engage with them you don't have to do that and that's the sad thing is the our seniors who are most mm-hmm. likely to fall for this sort of thing mm-hmm. they're the ones who have that ingrained in them more than anybody else does exactly you are 100 percent allowed to hang up on someone that is not um there to help you <laughs> or if they're just even if they're just trying to maybe they are legitimately trying to sell you something you do not have to talk to them you can just hang up the phone that's allowed um i'm giving you permission to be rude <laughs> um Another thing you can do is if if you aren't quite sure what's going on, if this is a legitimate um, call or a scam, force the person that's calling you to slow down and answer questions that you have, right? So any legitimate business is going to take the time to answer your questions and give you time to consider a purchase or consider the situation that they're presenting you with. Um, they're not gonna force you to, to commit to something that same moment in that same phone call typically um scam callers will pressure you to commit right away so that is a really big red flag if they're not willing to answer your questions and give you time to process the information and consider it it's a scam do not engage um we kind of mentioned this earlier um don't answer calls from unknown numbers um but one way to kind of help you know which calls that are coming in are real and not real is get in the habit of programming any important phone numbers into your phone so that you're able to automatically know if that phone call or text message is coming from someone you know or an organization you frequently do business with. Um, And this is really important because scammers will spoof phone numbers. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that if they're calling you from that spoof number, that it's going to show up as the right organization. 
So gotcha. that's a really good way to kind of weed out some of that in those bad calls coming in. You'll automatically know, well, this isn't anyone I know. I'm not going to answer it. Let it go to voicemail. Um, and this is this is the really really important point. Um, my ne- kind of my next point here: don't give out personal information or financial data such as your social security number, credit cards, online banking information to callers ever. Like, just don't do that. (laughs) If they say they have the information already and they just need you to confirm it, it is a trick. Do not give up that information. There's no reason for someone to ask you for that information over the phone if they've contacted you. Um, Do not pay. (laughs) Do not pay for registration or shipping charges that are attached to a supposedly free product or a prize that you've won. These are employees to get your payment information um there is no free prize at the end there never is it's just them taking your payment information yeah, you just, they um, just got your credit card numbers mm-hmm. what happened yeah. exactly um also we kind of talked about this earlier do not make payments to anyone that you don't know via a gift card um, prepaid debit cards wire transfers payment apps right i mentioned this earlier fraudsters favor these methods because they are really hard to trace and um you're never going to get your money back. You're not. Um, never, ever send money to someone you don't know in real life for any reason. And if you think that the the request is legitimate, contact that organization separately from the initial phone call or email or text message to confirm that this is legitimate before you send any money. And I know that's how some of these scams get uncovered because people do exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And the institution says, no, that wasn't us. Exactly. Exactly. So do not send money. If you're not sure if it's legitimate or not, say, I need time to think about this. Call the organization that they're claiming to be from separately on the number you know is real and find out what's going on. Um, But really, you really just have to trust your gut. If something doesn't feel right or seem to quite make sense, it's not lining up. It's a scam, right? It's, It's good to approach anything. You know, things like unsolicited phone calls with a really healthy dose of skepticism. Um, And make sure that you really do understand the processes that your financial institution or other organizations use to identify you and even themselves when making phone calls, right? Then you'll immediately know if something's not right because the scammer is not going to probably be able to replicate that process correctly because they don't have all the information that they should have, but they like to pretend that they do. Fantastic information. Important information. Yeah. So... I'm sure there's a lot more than what we've been able to cover during the program today. Yes. So can we go to the First Alliance Credit Union and learn more? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can visit firstalliancecu.com. Subscribe to our blog. We release new financial tips and advice every week. We talk about ways to avoid scams, fraud, how to keep your identity safe all the time on our blog. Um, We also have a lot of products uh, available to our members that can help keep you safe. Um, You know, discounts on identity theft protection through Legal Shield. We have the My Cards app um, that is part of our mobile banking that can keep your debit card and credit card safe. We, you know, have text alerts um, that you can sign up for to to make sure that, you know, the right people are using your financial information, right? Um, 
And then, of course, we mentioned a couple of past episodes in the show. So visit firstalliancecu.com slash podcast or krocnews.com to go back and listen to those. Uh, you can also subscribe to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, Spotify, and TuneIn podcasting services. Um, but, of course, uh, I strongly recommend that you reach out to our advisors at First Alliance Credit Union. If you have any questions about um, keeping your identity safe, you know, knowing more about scams, they're all very knowledgeable about those things and can help you um, kind of navigate that process if you have been scammed in the past. Um, we're just here to help you make good money moves. Absolutely. That's a great place to start right there at the First Alliance Credit Union. Jenna, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Andy. All right. We'll do this again next week. Good money moves I'm talking about right here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. News and weather every half hour, 24 hours a day.